From our WFUV studios in the Bronx, New York, it's the Pick and Pot. Drop us a voicemail at 347-903-WFUV. Now, here are your hosts, Kenny Ducey and Matt Rosenfeld. What up, fools? Pick and Pod. You're gross. Huge pod today. Big pod. Guess what was in our, our guest today, Dane Carbaugh of Sporting News at Dane Carbaugh on Twitter. Guess what was in the what was in the kitchen today at FUV? What was in the hummus? Oh, it was in the kitchen. Hummus. This hummus. Individually packaged hummus. Favorite favorite food. Some guy. Some Not guy. Condiment. Dip. 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 Some guy in there tried to tell us. Oh, that, that was a joke. <laughs> the hummus was. It was going to give us cancer because it was processed chickpeas. You know what I say to people that tell me hummus <laughs> is going to give me cancer? I say bring on cancer uh, because I love hummus. No, nah, I, 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 that's. I think he's a little crazy. Um, Am yeah. I in a major minority who does not like hummus? I, I feel like no. I don't think you are. I, feel I think like nobody it's a likes it. Fifty-fifty. No, really? I feel like everybody likes it, and I'm like the only one. You know what? I was not a hummus guy. Feel like you're not an adult until, until you like hummus. A couple years ago. <laughs> wow. All right. We've, Matt and I have had Shots conversations fired. about the first time. I feel like really adults like hummus. hummus. Children don't like hummus. It's that simple. That's true. <laughs> I really grew like like once I hit 19, I was like, wow, hummus. So I, I don't know. It's almost like your food, you know, like bar mitzvah. Like yeah, you become. Like, um, a food man. It's, look, it used to, See, it's, I never liked turning into a boring though. adult. That's it. Well, and I didn't either. But once I started eating hummus, I turned into I put chickpeas on my salad. I was having hummus like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's I, just such a, a perfect snack. Hummus, I don't know. Yeah, I just so feel great. elite when I eat it. Like it's just so good. Great. I'd rather have a cheese spread. I don't know. Everybody wants the hummus. I don't know. What, but it's not as healthy. Yeah, yeah like I think yeah. part of it is the whole it's like, the health. It's the fake health. It's I guess it's lemon. healthy. You can get different flavors. It's oh, good. you want one tip before we? start talking about basketball supremely spicy hummus <laughs> before we start talking about basketball people people are gonna be like oh man we're there three minutes in they're talking about hummus that's matt rosenfeld by the way kevin kelly on the other side of the glass who doesn't like hummus um, the child of the group yes <laughs> ken you see right here um the knicks won that was surprising huzzah can we please put an asterisk next to it no we can't i'm sick anthony of davis line. wasn't in the game so what the knicks already won do we have to when put anthony an, davis didn't play do we have to put an asterisk next to all the teams that beat the knicks when carmelo didn't play yeah. no we don't that's true <laughs> all right all right fair argument well i i think like i remember the night before that report came out that like anthony davis was, was supposed play, to come back yeah and everyone lost their mind they were oh no like and, of course the knicks <laughs> no and they won and, i don't get know, why knicks fans want the knicks to win though no they don't they shouldn't and they i don't think they do i think it's uh, kind of just you know you don't well, want them to lose out well, you I, want follow, them to... I follow i follow the, the knicks fans that i follow on twitter who are usually more in tune with like they're usually following along very closely with what's happening they know where the t- you know they know what percent chance the team has to land the number one pick. Those are the types of fans that are like, uh, I can't stand them playing well or wanting to win. But Sorry. all the fans you see in these real you know on, not on the Twitter streets in the real streets. They don't want to see the Knicks lose like this. And I'm you know sorry. What? I don't want to see a team not try to win. I understand it is better for them you to asked lose. Yes, Derek Fisher, he is trying to win. That's what he said yesterday at practice. He said, I don't. All I know how to do is go out there and try to win every game. And that's how every athlete feels. So I can tell you right now, nobody's going out there thinking they want to lose. And it's nice to see your team win every once in a while. It is. And then, you know, we talked about on the last pod, are the Knicks going to win another game? And this they literally season, won was, their next game. Right. So that's how much. That Should shows we ask how it again? Because you know. no. they play the, I think they play the Sixers tonight. 
That, they do, yeah. They do play the, the Sixers. So if we, if we ask the question, it's a, won't and they it's, win? it's a pick'em, or it started as a pick'em line. The Sixers are actually two point dogs. Well, on a more positive note, what do you guys think of these guys on ten day contracts? You know, Galloway. Here's the, we yeah, love Galloway. We, we need to talk about this because yeah. we're and before we get to Dane, because because we're in New York. Um, this was really, and I think you'd agree with me here because you, you're you're a great basketball mind, Kev, and Matt, you are too. But um, I. I why do you bring back Lou Emmonson on a second ten day? I you, you know what he's you, you know what I mean like you know what kind of player he is. You should be using that on someone who is unproven, who hasn't been given the chance to really play big minutes, a guy that's in the D League. Why are you why? I couldn't agree with you more and I mean there I don't see it. He's a thirty two year old veteran. He's been around the league. It doesn't make any sense to give that guy minutes when you're trying to develop young guys for the future. And even Lance Thomas, I, I, I get that, and I don't know if this second day lead, you know, like leads to anything. I, I mean, he's what is he now? Twenty six, twenty seven. I believe so. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's a local product. It's gotta be for cap reasons then. Those no. te- the ten day contract things is a very tricky part. Throw a ten day at Seth Curry. Throw a ten day at you know anybody. Yeah, I, but do they really need another guy that plays the position Seth Curry plays? Like. Isn't Lou Amundsen, is that it, guy? Yeah, but exactly. He is that guy, and he's on the team, and he's playing well. Isn't Lou Amundsen? I mean, obviously, he's no one good, and but he's not worth it. The but the point is, like, this is not your. First of all, they're not for salary reasons. They're not bringing up Thanasis Antetokounmpo because they don't want to waste a year on his rookie deal this year. But As in they terms shouldn't. of right, but in terms of guys, you don't really you've never seen like yeah, a Seth I guess, Curry like a. Um, I mean, Heslip's gone now to overseas. Listen, but I can totally a guy understand. Who's a D-League standout. Like, what? why not you throw wanna, a 10 Yeah, day? I understand you want to see players, like, basically make it a rotating tryout for 10 days every day. Right. But I don't really think that's how the Knicks see it. I think it's... That's, that is absolutely how they see uh, but it. But not every, every spot. I think some of them they're using for that. And Lou is kind of just like, you know what? He's there. He's, he fit, he's a veteran. He doesn't, you know... They don't need a guy. That they don't have to worry about getting his minutes. Lou just fills time. Let me, let me lay it out this way, okay? Kev, you weren't here last time, but we talked about Phil Jackson's vision for that locker room, and we talked about Phil Jackson's vision for that team. And I don't think this 10-day contract has anything to do with that, though. We're, we're, everything that's happening right now has to do with next year. They're trying to figure out who's with them next year. That's Shane Larkin hasn't had his option picked up. They don't know if... They're going to have him next year. They don't know if they're going to have, uh, or they know they're going to have Cole Aldrich. But like, is Jose Calderon a legit fit in this triangle system? Is you know, is is Galloway a guy who can stay with him? This is this is completely. It, it's it's like it's like basically the September Mets. It's like, it, you know, here in New York, it's like who's going to who can maybe play at this level? My I just my question is, you think that Emmonson, it, where does he fit into this type of? environment that Phil is trying to build. If we're talking about Phil Jackson and he's trying to put leaders around young, unproven guys, if we're thinking about maybe bringing back Amari, having Carmelo, who's a leader by example, <laughs> a veteran like uh, Calderon if he stays, if we're talking about bringing these veterans who are very well respected, who know a lot about the game, who teach hard work, eth- hard work ethic, I, I just where think, does Lou Amundsen fit into that, any of this? I think you're on a higher meta level than what Lou Amundsen is to the Knicks, is to anybody. I honestly think he's a space filler. They need someone who is not not a guard, not a shooter, just to fill out their roster at this point. I don't think anyone thi- 
No, I would argue nobody in the Knicks organization thinks Lou Amundsen has anything to do with their next year plans. Then why are they using a 10-day? Because they need That's to fill valuable... out their roster. My real question is why do you then play him in crunch time? Because he was playing yeah. at the end of that win. I could see, I agree with you, Matt. Originally, I saw it as just a filler. He was a guy to bring in. He's like a good right. presence to you have in You give them a benefit roster. of the doubt. But then they bring him back on a second 10-day. Listen, they bring him back the on a Knicks, second 10-day after playing him in crunch time. I don't see that the at Knicks all. The Knicks are not in their position where like they're just doing this for like like almost like roster, you know, like the, the Bulls did this a lot last year where they kind of just had to like skirt around some rules. The Knicks just need players to fill out their roster. They have like Right, but that's the point. Five. But why not use why not use your filler players on guys who like you play them, you know, twelve minutes, they score you know, twelve points and you're like, Oh wow, like this guy can play, you know, oh like you know, this is fun. Let's give him another ten day. You know, he averages fifteen points a game. Well, I, I mean, guess that's, that's the beauty of the ten days. I guess they see like something the with Lou Amundsen that we don't see then because you're right. Obviously, they give it to somebody, and Lou All got right, it. We, we need to stop talking about the Knicks. Time now to welcome in Dane Carbaugh of the Sporting News, at Dane Carbaugh on Twitter. Uh, he joins us now on the podcast. Dane, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, you guys. Appreciate no, it. No problem. No problem. We wanted to uh, pick your brain a little bit about a very busy NBA right now. First off, and you wrote uh, a couple days ago about him, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some people might have heard of that team and that player. Uh uh, you know, it things aren't really going well for them right now. Uh, should you be worried at this point if you're the Cavaliers? Because to us, it kind of seems like you know no one wants to see those guys in the first round of the playoffs, regardless of what seed they are. And I, I think they'll get there. I mean, right? Sure. I mean, you know, they're fifth in the East as you and I talked today. Uh, you know, what the thing that I wrote was really dependent on. I think that eventually uh, they're going to figure it out. Right. They have too much talent to figure out. They have the best basketball player on the planet to figure it out. It's, it's really what it comes down to is whether or not you think they're a legitimate contender. Um, and, we, and we just see problems all over their roster. You know, we, we don't see that their defense is good enough. They have an aging bench. They, you know, Bob got is playing really well, which is a great boost to them. That looks like it's a good move. So uh, I think you're right. Nobody really wants to see them in the first round. But I'm not really sure that you're scared of them if you're Atlanta or Washington. Uh, Dane, I guess you talked about their, their struggling defense, and that's something me and Kenny have talked about. This team doesn't really come off as a team that, you know, a LeBron-led team defensively. You know, they, they're lacking on that front. Is that something to maybe be worried about? Is is he maybe taking a step back defensively? Are we going downhill now with LeBron? I don't know if that's really the case. I think what you saw in Miami for a couple of years there was a really – interesting roster that wasn't put together you know, classically, right? Like, who is their big man? Joel Anthony, and then you notice Haslam, and then they're playing uh, you know, Shane Battier. You know, it, it, was, it was very, it was really active um, with a lot of guys you could get around, and LeBron obviously being the linchpin sort of at that hybrid four position. Um, the Cavs aren't built that way. They have a typical four, and LeBron has moved back to the three, which means that they need to have a more – um, traditional makeup, and so hopefully that hopefully Mozgov can uh, you know be there to do that. You know, I mean, if you remember, you know, Mozgov was was the uh, the tipping point for the Carmelo Anthony trade a long time ago. Remember when the New York Knicks yeah. didn't oh, yeah. him up unless they had a first rounder? So, yep. you know, I mean, teams have some faith in him, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that can turn out for them. I don't think that it's something that, that you, you have a team that's a mixture of old guys that can't play defense. You know, or Mike Miller, you can barely stand around. You right. Know? Um, and, and a combination of guys who have never played defense before in their life. So um, I think it's just going to take time to mesh. 
It, it definitely, it's funny you bring up the Knicks because obviously we talk about them a lot here in New York and it's like, well, you know, I think I read something recently that the Denver Nuggets were just surprised at that point with the Knicks that like they, they were just willing to give up whoever it took to get Mozgov and it, it didn't matter, um, you know, they were just like, oh, well, you know, or, sorry to get Anthony and even though he was a free agent next year, they were like, oh, well, you know, just how about this guy and this guy and like, Dolan was like, sure, sure, sure. Um, but I, I guess uh, along the lines of, you know, the Cavaliers just kind of wrap up them. Uh, the Knicks did make that trade and gave them Jr. and Amon. And I guess, like, what kind of impact, right? Do you see those two making down the stretch? Because Amon Shumpert, for his whole career, it's been all oh, well. I you know if he can just stay healthy, he'll be a nice defensive piece. He can help on that end. Um, I mean, it seems like they're really hurting for like a perimeter defender like him. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Jr. get lots of run, obviously, as. Uh... And that's that's been really important. For it's them. been fun. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, it, it and it's. I think it's unfortunate that it's been so important for them. Um, but you know, that trade is really new. And if they have, if they have Shumpert, they can come in and find that rotation. I think that it'll work out for them. You know, it's it's kind of akin to say um, we've seen Draymond Green step up in Golden State. And now Steve Kerr has the ability to just bring David Lee off the bench, who's not a very good defender, but when he's, you know, a really good offensive post player and you're being defended by J.J. Hickson and Myers Leonard and the other rest of the backup fours in the Western Conference, it makes it a little bit easier. And so what Blatt needs to do is figure out, okay, who's going to start? Should I, you know, should J.R. Smith perform a sixth, you know, sixth man of the year? Should he be coming off the bench? Should, should we have Iman Shepard to sort of anchor that um, defensive wing rotation with LeBron, help out Kyrie, help out Love, and hopefully, you know, Mozgov does his thing. Is that the rotation you need? How many minutes? Who plays where? You know, what's the first man out? What's the, first, what's the second man out? So I, I feel like they're going to figure it out, though. And they're already at fifth in the Eastern Conference. I mean, that's a pretty good spot to be with all the, all the turmoil and all the things we've written about them being in trouble. I, I agree with you, Dan. I'm team let's relax over here and wait for the Cavs to figure it out. But you, you brought up – the Warriors, which is where I wanted to go next. You just wrote a piece on Draymond Green and David Lee and the Warriors. And me and Kenny were talking before the show, and we were talking about whether or not the Warriors might try to make a move and move David Lee so they had room for Draymond Green to re-sign at the end of this year. I am i don't think they're going to. I think, you know, why mess up this beautiful thing? But Draymond Green is an important piece, but so is David Lee. You know, do you think the Warriors have a legitimate shot at the title this year? Or should they kind of, you know, look forward to try to make this thing last as long as possible? No, I think they have a legitimate shot at the title this year. I mean, look, they're they have the best record in the NBA, and they're absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're terrifying. They have, you know, they're top five in offense, they're top five in defense. Seth Curry is playing out of his mind. I mean, the man is a human highlight reel. He's throwing, you know, passes. You know, when he's running away from the basket, <laughs> not even facing it behind his back. You know, it's it's insane. Um, you know, and couple that with the fact that I mean, they already got Clay squared away, right? So, which is good. Um, it's it's tough to say. You know, it's, I think I'm sort of in that that track where I don't. I'm not of the opinion that um, max contracts are to be looked at in, in a vacuum, or the players' contracts to be looked at in a vacuum. You know, uh, and I think the problem is a lot of these NBA teams are sort of sort of built on stilts, right? You kick out one, and then everything sort of starts to you know fall fall apart. And so, really, it's not whether you have a uh, you reach this point of diminishing returns, where, okay, great. If you keep these guys and you must say pay the luxury tax, or have to like you know fret down the road, but you have a winning team now, 
Would you rather save the money and try to piece together later and make yourself a worse team and not have a shot at the title, or would you rather just sort of bite the bullet? I think most places would rather just bite the bullet. And Dane, I mean, I, I on Steph, I mean, he's like all Vine team. I agree with you. And I, I mean, they're they're an incredibly fun team, and it, it I think they do have a, a shot at the title this year. I'm curious if you think. Atlanta has a shot at the title this year. They don't have anyone who's all Vine team. They really don't have, I mean, Al Horford's the anchor of that team, but there are no, like, household names there, yet they've put together one of the most remarkable runs. Um, I mean, you know, if this were the Heat last year, I mean, we were going nuts about this type of run. They're 34-8 and eight right now. What, what makes them a legit team? I think it's just the fact that they're they're a team that, a team that is not built on stilts in the NBA is the San Antonio Spurs. And obviously, you know, Coach Bud is of that cloth. He's cut from that cloth. He was a uh, – so not only has Danny Ferry put together a team that is, you know, can shoot at five positions, but it's also a, a system that works as a team. I think that's really important. Um, when you look at them, they have, they have very few weak spots. You know, if, if you want to look at the players they play the most, the weakest person out of that is maybe Dennis Schroeder, maybe. But he's, he's still not a great shooter. He's raised his offensive ability. You know, he's, he's, he's got more assists. He's, uh, you know, double the steal percentage, things like that. Um, but he's still really bad at, say, you know, just basic catch and shoots. And, but, you know, obviously the offense doesn't need him to do that, and they're flourishing. Um, they have Korver, who's probably going to finish 50-50-90, which is, you know, historically important, Nuts. as we all know. Um, and, uh, you know, they have Paul Millsap, who's, you know, He's ridiculous. I mean, Paul Millsap is so underappreciated. He's just a rebounding machine. He passes. He's he's better at block, at block shots than people realize he is. I mean, you know, there's it's hard to poke holes, and it, and it goes back to that thing of you know what's the max contract? Who's a superstar? Do superstars matter? Um, you know, but if you give me Atlanta, who has how many superstars? Maybe none. Oh, I'd count Harvard. I I don't know about Harvard. He's not like I I don't think he's superstar. a superstar. Uh, yeah. I guess not. Sure. All right. But give me give me Atlanta against Houston tomorrow. I'll take Atlanta. Wow. All right. Staying with the Eastern Conference and the top of the Eastern Conference, Atlanta's the hot story. Everyone's all over the ATL. And I'm honestly, I like Washington in the East. I still think they're going to come out of the East. So I guess my question to you is, if you had to pick between Atlanta and Washington, which one has a better chance to be repping the Eastern Conference in the finals? Oh, that's so tough. I think – if I'm picking that Al Horford is somehow going to make it all the way through the season, I'm going to knock on wood for everybody south of me here at Charlotte. Um, I, it's got to be Atlanta. How, how can you look at that team, even, even if the fact that, you know, Atlanta's played 31 of their first 43 games against the East. Uh, of course, that's something to look at. But, you know, they've played well against the teams that are in the top four with them. And the chemistry so, is so I, high. It is so high. Yeah. I don't know. I I just I love what they're doing right now. It reminds me of the Raptors last year almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's very true. I, I wanted to ask you about the Raptors actually, um, because they're like they're kind of there. They're six and a half out. They're the three seed. It just feels like it just feels like they need another piece. It, like, it like, feels like they're a tier below those top two. We yeah, were just talking I mean, about. like what what do they need to do? Maybe what move do they need to make to kind of get back up to Washington's level at least. Yeah, you know, I think the problem there is really that uh, DeMar DeRozan has not performed on, on a continuing sort of had that bump up every year. You know, every year he makes a little bit of progress, every year he makes a lot of progress. And he's kind of petered off this season. 
it's, you know, he's, he's not averaging the same amount of points as he did last year. His three-point uh, percentage, even though it wasn't good before, is, you know, really bad. He's shooting 24% from three on the year. That's not, I mean, that's, that's Nick Batum in a funk about his divorce levels, you know. Um, so is there a trade to be made there? That's, that's really the question I think that Toronto has. And I'm not sure that they have something to sell that they could get back a, a big enough piece that would make a difference for them. They wouldn't also do the same thing, which is sort of make them, you know, counterweight on one side and, and sort of uh, create another hole for them on the other. I wanted to ask you, Dan, because uh, you mentioned Batum in there. Uh, and we got a question on Twitter um, uh, from Foul, I think, was, who, who plus the harm. Um, like, Batum is so, he used to be like so, I don't know, there used to be so much potential there with him, and I feel like that attitude has kind of changed. And uh, he's kind of like you the, the term you used before, petered off. I mean, is he, I, I, the question was, is he part of the Blazers' future, just to go back to the West here for a second? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that he's a player that if you can find a guy who can initiate the offense himself, guard at least three positions, if not four, depending on what, who you're playing, get you five rebounds, five assists, shoot 36% from three, get you 12 points a game. If you can find a guy at that level who can do all those things for you for, you know, less, barely less than the max contract, um, you know, pick him out for me, and we'll, and uh, you know, Portland can take him. But uh, at this point in time, he is definitely part of the future. I think the problem with him is that, you know, being on the West Coast, being in Portland, he's never really got. You know, people have said, oh, he had, he had potential, and then when he sort of reached what his potential was actually supposed to be, which is this, you know, <laughs> ridiculous uh, hybrid small forward type of player, um, and he didn't end up being Scottie Pippen, which is you know, not a good comp for him. Um, people sort of just stop paying attention to him. But he's really important to the Blazers' success. Now, this year, he's obviously doing really bad. He's shooting less than 30% from three. Um, he's just in a funk. He said that he can't really push his knee. Uh, that's the term that he used. He can, he can run around and do stuff on it. He doesn't want to push it or he can't push it. Um, and I think, to be honest, there's also some talk about um, him just sort of being in his own head. You can see it when he, when he goes to shoot a shot. He thinks about it before he does it. When he doesn't think about it, he just lets it go. There's, there's no time on the shot clock. It goes in. Um, but obviously, there's something going on there. I think there's some worry that, uh, like I sort of alluded to, is that you know, he got divorced in 2013, I believe. And he is going, uh, he's going back through the court system um, with, I think, I think it's alimony payments. But there is some sort of mix-up, and so he has to go back through another trial, um, which is not um, – you know, that's not fun for anybody. How much is that really affecting him? I don't think that, you know, it's, it's, it's unfair to say, but that is, has to at least be a piece of information that's out there. Um, but is he a part of the Blazers' future? Absolutely. That's an, that's an interesting point about Batum. I did not know he was going back to court. Now, we've been all around the league. Now, the, the league is coming together in a few weeks here in New York for the All-Star game, and we could talk about the Steph Currys and the LaMarcus Aldridge's, the guys we know will be there. But who are some guys that you think might get snubbed might be surprises or guys that just deserve to get some recognition on this All-Star weekend? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. It's, it's hard to say because when we talk about All-Stars, I think the, the, the viewing public uh, thinks about it in a different way than, say, writers do. Writers talk about, you know, what's deserved. Um, mm. And I think that most of the public talks about who is a star. It's not necessarily who are the best players. It's who is a star. Does Kobe Bryant deserve to be the All-Star game? Absolutely not. Is he a superstar? Yes. 
He is a superstar. I mean, the guy. The reason why the guy makes so much money is not because of his on-court play. It's because he draws so much money into the business of the Los Angeles Lakers. It doesn't matter how he plays as long as he's suited up. So um, as far as deserving, I think that, you know, there, we're talking about the Hawks. There's four guys in the Hawks I think most basketball writers would say deserve to be on the, the Eastern Conference All-Star team. Looking at the voting from, say, even a week ago, I, don't, I couldn't find the most recent numbers, but say from a week ago or a week and a half ago, um, you know, guys like you know, Kevin Garnett are 10th. You know, guys like Big Al is ninth. It's, no, Big Al has not played the consistent level this year. Kevin Garnett is, you know, 480 years old. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Jeff Teague wasn't even on the backcourt list. Jeff Teague is averaging the same amount of points and assists and has the same kind of efficiency as guys like Chris Paul and Steph Curry and John Wall. It's, it's ridiculous. As And Derrick Rose, who has struggled mightily this season, he has, I mean, guys covered in rust, you know. Um, <laughs> he was sixth in, in, in voting for, uh, for the backcourt in the East, so... I think it's unfortunate he might miss out, which would be insane. I hope he doesn't. I think the coaches will put him on. I think the, I think the, the, the voters will put him on there. Um, but you also have guys like who might miss it, I think, just based off of not how they're necessarily performing, but they just have a, a low amount of games played. Um, so Kevin Durant might be one of those guys who does. He'll make it. He'll make it. I mean, last year's MVP would be crazy. But – He's one of those guys who might not really deserve to be on there because he hasn't played that many games. In the games he's played, of course, I think he's played nine games. He's come back and played nine games. Um, he's, you know, at the same level he was last year. I mean, the guy's the most lethal score in the NBA. But, you know, if we're closing the voting, we close the voting today or yesterday, um, I don't know if he really deserves to be there. You know, Kawhi Leonard's on that list. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's really important to the Spurs. I don't think Kawhi Leonard deserves to be on there. He hasn't, he hasn't played enough games. So... Yeah, it's, it's tough. I think I think Teague should be on there. Um, my guys in the East are, let's say, LeBron, Millsap, Hall Horford, Mark Gasol, Kevin Love, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas, um, Wall Lowry, Kyrie Irving, um, Teague, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, my guys in the West are Anthony Davis, uh, Blake Griffin, um, sorry, Mark Gasol, not Pau Gasol in the East, Mark yeah. Aldridge, Dwight Howard, Cousins, maybe Tyson Chandler might skip in there. Ooh. And of course, you have the backlog at guard in the in the West is so hard. It's so hard. I like that. Westbrook is playing out of, out of his mind. He is. I, I like that Valanciunas pick. He's very. I, I feel like so that underrated. team is well. They, like they they go with Valanciunas. Like depending on how he plays, they play. I have two two yeah. guys that you left off. I just I'm curious if you think that that there could be a case there. That they're an all-star. One guy you mentioned in that David Lee article, Draymond Green, another guy mm-hmm. who now I gotta I gotta be honest, I, I play him all the time in FanDuel, so I, I am kind of up <laughs> with how he plays. Gordon Hayward, he's kind of an overlooked guy. The West is guy. too packed. The West is it's, too packed, it's, and it's tough out here for Gordon Hayward. But he's having a good yep. year. I don't know. Well, Gordon Hayward. People laugh you know, when Charlotte extended Gordon Hayward a max contract, and they they didn't really laugh when Utah matched it because it well because that was less of a function of hey we're match uh, less of a function of he deserves it and more of a function of Utah needs to match it right Gordon Hayward is an elite small forward in the NBA Western in the Western Conference isn't that crazy he's, he's it's it's insane it's and and he's totally going to miss it I mean I think he's he's definitely going to get snubbed I mean that's just a function of playing on a team like that not only in a team that's um, in the region they're in and the conference they're in but also just a team that's not very good yeah so, I, I, that's, that's tough. 
a huge Gordon Hayward guy. You know, you know, let him keep flying under the radar. I'll keep paying seventy nine hundred for him at FanDuel. <laughs> um, all right. Before before we let you go, Dan, um, to the to the issue of food here that was brought up on Twitter, um, are, are you more of a like a mixed nut guy? Do you like peanuts? I personally sometimes I have to reach for a ca- just just straight cashews. Uh, I I've gone walnuts. Sometimes. So we're just talking nuts. We're right now, and and then there was someone else asked about pineapple pizza. So I guess those two. Th- I got, I, I'm totally anti pineapple pizza. It's not even close. With ham, I can do it. <laughs> what about you, though? Okay, so first of all, okay, I drink. I when it comes to nuts, I do the same thing I do with beer. It's the same thing I've been doing with beer since I was in college. Is okay. You have thirty dollars. Would you rather have a large amount of bad beer? Or a small amount of good beer, and I do the same thing with nuts. I go for cashews. I'm buying that stuff we go. raw, organic. Yeah, it's like, who cares? I just I'm not I'm not going for mixed nuts. I'm not going for salt. I'm going for the good stuff. So wow. obviously cashews are out the bat. I, I don't want to I don't want to you know uh, big time you guys, but I go with cashews. <laughs> I really thought I'm, you were going to go the other way and I'm say you actually, just wanted a ton of cheaper nuts. Wow. My friends and I actually have a cashew club, and I'm I'm public relations for it, you know, but it's a secret yeah. club, so obviously I have no role. Here's, here's a sleeper for you in the nut department. <laughs> Macadamia nuts are delicious. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, when, when it comes to pineapple pizza, yeah. okay. pineapple pizza, absolutely. It's the greatest thing on earth. I put pineapple on basically everything, <sighs> and it, oh my god, I was so mad. I ordered a pineapple pizza from what was it, like Maybe Domino's. Oh, I hate saying that out loud, but uh, <laughs> you, you should. You it's should. on record, Dan. Was, you said <laughs> I was stuck at work. I was stuck at work, and nothing in nothing in Charlotte delivers at you know ten o'clock at night. Charlotte kind of shuts down, so I ordered from Domino's, and I ordered half pepperoni and uh, pineapple, half cheese, and it came half pepperoni on one side and half cheese and pineapple. I still ate it. It was delicious. Wow, that's just. You yeah. put pineapple on regular pizza. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you are you coming good. here for All Star Weekend? Or will you be here? Uh, I will not be, but I believe that Sean Desney will be there. So another sporting news guy to look okay. for uh, things that go right. Well, if you ever caught I me, and this is obviously like the mecca of pizza, at least to at least to us New Yorkers. So get a slice. Um, yeah, <laughs> if you're ever out here, you need to probably probably try some pineapple pizza out here, but and not Absolutely Domino's. So well, I, I can't. Uh, I don't. Know. I haven't had Domino's in like years. All right. Uh, it, was, that, it was awful. <laughs> it must have been. That's Dane Carbaugh of the Sporting News. At Dane Carbaugh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for spending some thanks time so with much. us today. Got to do it again sometime. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be back on. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll see you on the internets. All right, talk soon. Lovely talking to Dane today. Um, really good job. I, I th- really good stuff. I think, uh, I think I agree that the Hawks should have four All-Stars. Did you read, by the way, that piece on Corver? Um Oh, and how, just how efficient he is? No. Are you talking about now? On okay. how over the off season, um, they told him get stronger. And so he put on scuba gear and went down to the bottom of the ocean and like lifted rocks. That's awesome. That's incredible. That. Where did you read that? Um, I'm pulling it up now. You, the post game? Google it. Google it. Business Insider? I'm reading the post game. Well, while you're just, looking it, that the, up. The post game definitely linked to somewhere else. Well, you're looking that up. Can we just recall uh, it's our on first podcast? It's, it's a Grantland oh, thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Our first podcast of the season where I said the Hawks were going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference. Oh, you guys yeah. laughed at me. You're going to have to pull up audio from that. I Kev's, honestly don't even know what you're You, you don't remember that? <laughs> that's why was, my bold prediction for the season. That's why we stick with Kev, man. 
Oh man, that's, that's why that's why you're listening to this pod right now. Because <laughs> listen, no, I understand how you feel about that. That's how I feel about whenever Matt, whenever Matt tells Ma- you who to gamble on. Right, right. Whenever Kev- Mason Pumley does anything good, I feel how Kevin feels about that. Because I remember watching him last season in October and just being like, "This dude's gonna be good." Yeah. So I feel your I feel your you know per- sense of pride for calling the Hawks. Thank. You. I just it was just the fact that you guys thought I was nuts. I for did. Him. I did. <laughs> I mean, who saw Jeff T becoming the best possibly the best point? Yeah. Last year they were talking about his contract was a bad contract. They were thinking of dumping him on the Knicks, and now we're all done. I, remember, I remember that. Dumping same him with Kyle court. Lowry. Remember Kyle Lowry? I yeah, wish right. the Knicks had Jeff T right now. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I don't. I want the Knicks to lose and get the number one pick. Yeah, Julia. I have a I have a cup by the way. That I can't. Sh- I, right. It keeps flaring yeah, up. Affect you too much. No, I I cut my in the inside of my mouth on a Tostitos chip, and apparently this is not. People told me on Twitter that it also happened to them. <laughs> I'm just trying to say you, I'm putting Tostitos on notice. No, right you, now. that's a youth problem. No way. <laughs> is this like an excuse for a bad performance today? What is no, that? No, it's just it's flaring yeah, it feels up. like that, doesn't it, Kev? <laughs> yeah. If I really wanted to use an excuse, I would say that I'm running on three hours of sleep and about six shots of oh, espresso. No, but that's no, nah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not me. I'm not trying to do that. Um, well, how about the Hawks, though? I mean, it's 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 been. Like weeks now, and they're still doing this. You know what? You, I believe you brought this up in the interview. They're just such an awesome team to watch. They're really just so like, efficient like, offensively. DeMar, like Demar Carroll, Demar just like, drives through the lane, and like Millsap and got, shooting the three, and, and got, like, Dennis Schroeder being awesome for like short periods of time. Oh, it's yeah. just so fun. Mike Scott, regional manager. Like this is such yeah. a fun <laughs> team. Yeah, and but and then that's Al. A, Right, of course. And it's like that's the pick, weird thing that they just like gel together so well. They picked well. up like an all-star yeah. in Al coming back, so it's great. All these guys, though, are way down in the all-star voting, and they might not even make it in there unless there are a couple Sad. injuries. Like, if no, you they look won't. at it right now, this is unbelievable that this team isn't going to have like a decent number of representatives. I mean, they're it's the all-star game. <laughs> the best not team many in stars. basketball. Yeah. That's the thing, though. That's... They have that they. It's spread, what Dane said. Dane's right. They share the load so evenly that there's no one focal point of that team. That's fine. They're, they, I don't think they care if they get all star picks. I think, uh, look, Mil. Like one thing that I haven't really noticed, I, I don't think, is Milwaukee's the sixth seed in the East. Like that's, if they had Larry Sanders right now like that would be that would be a scary they team they feel like one of those teams that kind of is just like caught in the middle i know, i know this is going to i'm going to bring up a second baseball reference in about in in the same pod but like that's like the marlins last year when they lost jose fernandez and then stanton like if they had yeah, yeah, fernandez yeah. like they would have probably would have made a run for that a, wild card they would have been the royals dude they would have been the royals nah, and that's I don't the same thing that. Now Milwaukee is has the bench. They would have. I mean, they had, they, had, they had an ace. Jose Fernandez is amazing. No, anyway, I know he is. But I know we're not talking baseball. But um, Milwaukee, they have the benefit of being in the East. They have the benefit of being uh, one game above five hundred of being in the sixth seed. It's just, it's just so frustrating when you think about how good Larry Sanders was for that bad Bucks team like a couple years ago, or you know, begin what beginning last year he was playing right, and then he's a malcontent man. Yeah, it's it's just. He claims uh, he's committed to turning his life around again, we'll but we've see. heard that I mean, before. We'll see. I mean, he's got a lot of he's got millions, millions of dollars waiting for him to in the NBA. But he really does. He is a he's a presence you really don't see that often these days. So I really do hope he figures it out because he's so good. Giannis, by the way, uh, along with Old Depot dunk contest. Who else? Did Let's they, just did they release the whole list as a sidebar. I think Google that. 
There was one other player that I think was confirmed. I don't think they released the whole list yet. No, though, yeah. but I, I, I am, I'm pretty sure they confirmed one player. I remember last year on the pod, we had a lot of fun with Ben McLemore's. He was kind of what a 2720. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. And we were Seth looking up Rosendahl that video. Seth said he would shave it. his head, but he didn't even <laughs> come close. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he do it before the? Before the dunk contest, like, didn't he claim to have done? I'm a trying to remember because he brought out Shaq in like the throne, right? That's the dunk I that was, remember yeah, from him. That was him. funny. But I, I really hope they are. Are they going to switch up the rules this year back nah, to like I traditional? Think leave it. Do, you, do you remember that last year it as we're awful. talking about All Star Weekend? Like that was, I, it, it was. You were like, wait, the dunk contest is over now? Like that? What? Ha- where was the? Who was? There were the battles. Where was this guy? And it was ridiculous. It was. It was like East versus West, and you had the three rounds. Then before that, the weirdest part of it was the freestyle round, where you just had people just throwing dunks all over the place. And you're like, well, how do I assess this dunk? Or like, when's he gonna bring? Was that was that his like dunk that he was trying to feature? Like, it just it was very strange. I don't know what made them think that was a good idea. I don't think anybody enjoyed it, but like Matt said, I'm pretty sure they are bringing it back because I was searching today to see if any of the rules had changed, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I I mean, I, I would assume so. So, um. I don't know. I, I really was hoping that Aaron Gordon would have a healthy first half. Oh, Plumlee's in the in the dunk contest. Oh, really? That's right. That was a rumor that must have just gotten confirmed earlier, right? I guess they just I want somebody so. from New York that's to participate what, uh, in something. That's what um, uh, Hometown. He's got actually cool. If you go out, look out online, he's actually dunked three basketballs at once before. So you need probably, to look up we'll that probably dunk. see that. I You're bet that's the one spoiler we'll see. alert right there. Yeah, <laughs> oops. There are so many. Plumleys, man, it's a, you can't get, can't escape him. I was really hoping though that Aaron Gordon would would Why? have a healthy because he's one of the just craziest dunkers that I've seen. Oh, you know, and um, I see something. Zach Levine. Zach Levine is an insane also. dunker. Let me tell you that. Yeah, Zach Levine's in here. I've seen it live. It's unreal. I was at summer league watching Zach Levine. He, that oh dude's my unbelievable. Goodness. That's the that I mean at least we have that. That dude can you know? dunk. Oh my goodness. At least we have like those are some studs. I, I mean Oladipo, Jan, I mean those are some incredible athletes right there. So I think dunk contests will be cool. As for the game, I'm not watching unless Kyle Korver is in it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I doubt that. You're going to boycott it if he's not in it? He, he won't do that. Kyle, Cor- <laughs> Kyle Korver deserves it, man. I think he deserves it, too, 100%. I'm with you. I like Kyle. I'm agree. I'm in agreement with everybody. He's awesome, but he never gets, he'll never get the respect. No, he's the he Gordon won't. Hayward. He won't. Oh, which is another guy, to me, who's an all-star, but we won't, won't go into that. Um, Durant's I, – I, I haven't voted yet. I'll vote Hayward over Durant. I'll do it. Hashtag NBA ballot. I think that's how it should uh, be. I'll do it right now. I I'd rather see Durant in the game. Sorry, I'm not a stuck-up guy. I want to see Durant. <laughs> I don't want to see Hayward. Have you? Um, I think it should be based is, on the see, like what this ha- is happening this season. I don't like it being based on right. what the past is because this at the end of people's careers, yeah, we go I back know. and judge we them on. That. That's what I was just thinking. I don't think we should. Really, yeah. you think we should just I, do I, it? I don't. I, give me know, all NBA teams before you give me a number of All Star appearances. Yeah, that's, that's the true. Thing. I, and that's I've always found that weird where it's where people will put so much stock into it, and I don't, and I don't think we should, and I'd rather see Kevin Durant play. Than Gordon Hayward. That's my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but I think yeah, so. So some interesting. Ben Golliver wrote um, an article uh, in Sports Illustrated about like under, you know, undeserving or deserving guys who are like underappreciated. Demar Derozan has three times more votes than Jeff Teague. 
It's just name That's, recognition. It, yeah, it is. We know, listen, you're beating a dead horse. We know that. And Swaggy is double Teague's. Teague's vote we total. know of that course, fans are not smart. I'm upset because Swaggy should be four times the vote. If Swaggy, if Swaggy P is not in the All Star game, that's what. No, I want to see Corey, but if Swaggy P is not in there, I'm boycotting. Well, that stinks. I guess you're not watching the All Star yeah, game. A- <laughs> I'm gonna be there, like with you. Like, then I guess you can't watch. What do you think? You think the record will be broken for most points scored in the All Star game this year? No, I think so. I mean, every year it feels like it goes up. We're looking for. We're looking at. No a defense. New league, no <laughs> defense. Uh, everyone shoots threes now. Yeah. You're gonna have you're gonna have guys out. I mean, you're gonna have like four capable three point shooters out there. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I could see it happening. All right. So pick them time. Let's go Knicks and Sixers tonight. Um, this There's is so many games. this Let's is the game. This, this is so the game games. that everybody wanted to watch. <laughs> Give me the Knicks. I got the I got the two point fave Knicks. Over yeah, the I got the Knicks too. I think they're not as bad as their record Kev, says. Just you? kidding. You know, I'm gonna go with the Sixers on this one. Uh, there's some actual young talent there. There was a report that came out the other day. I don't know if you guys saw this that Joel Embiid was like 300 pounds. Yeah, I it's been disputed now. But disputed? Not, yeah. By who? It's not like well, he came out and said something about it, but then I think it was actually disproven that he's not actually. That, but that people are saying so that happy. he doesn't care because I want to see him play and be good someday because yeah. he has so much potential. But I'm going with the Sixers tonight, even though he's not going to be playing. Let's, by the way, like rest in peace, Julius Randle. Like, let's yes. not forget about Randle coming back next year, or like hopefully coming this back. This has been next such year. a sad beginning and of the Jabari. year. For, yeah, Jabari. We lost Aaron Gordon for a while. Marcus Smart went down early. Just too many injuries. I've really wanted to see this rookie class. And like, exactly, like one of the best. So it'll be okay, guys. Classes They're young. Reason. That's true. Blake Griffin didn't play that's first a, year. Well, that's what I. That's what I always say. But like. There can't be like six Blake Griffins, can there? I guess no, there, there be. can't be. But like, I'm not worried about you know Jabari's future or Randall's future. I, I I was really I don't know. I I watched a lot. I'm luckily I I got to watch these guys at summer league. But like, I wanted to see Jabari like finish through like contact at an NBA level. I don't know. I, um. All right. So completely on page with Jabari Parker. It's the Heat and the Hornets tonight. Um. The Hornets are six point faves, and I'm going to say that the. Shabazz Napier-led Miami Heat cover that game against the Hornets. No, I don't. I honestly don't think so. I think uh, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker-led Hornets are on a tear, and they will continue that tear and win this game by yep. eight. I am ten. with Matt as well. They have won seven of their last eight, I believe, and they really are starting to look good, which is surprising. I mean, they're no, right they're, outside things, the playoff picture I'll get right now. They're almost no. They're gonna. This is gonna continue. And I think it'll be – I think all three of us predicted them to be in the playoffs at the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, I, I remember. I did. It's and, not over yet. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be in there. I think they're only like a game or two out. They're right there. I think they beat the Heat tonight by you know, second 10 or 12. Of, second game of a back-to-back tonight. half game out behind Brooklyn, so. Second game of a back-to-back tonight, too, for uh, the Heat. So Never good. That is working in the Hornets' favor. All right. You got Jazz and, and uh, Cavs. I know, Cavs, I know you're going to be watching this one, Kev. LeBron's Cavs. Well, there are a couple problems here because I know Kyrie and LeBron both have the flu. It's kind of questionable. It seems like Kyrie is going to play. It's really uncertain. I'm I'm going to pick the Cavs, actually, but I, I'm not sure. To cover sure. a 10-point spread? I'm going to pick the Jazz. You think so? Yeah, I just think that it'll be closer. I don't think the Cavs will lose, but I think it'll be, you know, 7, 10. I, have, I just have a bad feeling. I think the Cavs are going to end up putting I got the I got the Cavs in this one. I got the Cavs. Um, all right, second game, or sorry, excuse me. Um, the Hawks are hosting the Pacers. They're up. Ele- they get eleven, or they give eleven. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna say. Th- I'm gonna say. 
Yeah, what am I? Who am I kidding? The Hawks are covering. Yeah, I agree. The Hawks are on a roll. The Pacers. <laughs> I try are to talk opposite. myself into that. Whatever line. the opposite of a roll is, the Pacers are on. Give me the Hawks. Unanimous. All right. Uh, next up, we got uh, the Magic and the Pistons in Detroit. The Pistons are favored by eight. This is a snore fest. It um, is a snore fest. <laughs> who like who are we? Uh, I'll know. take I'll take the uh, Pistons just because the Magic. Nah, I'm not really. Feeling yeah, in that. Detroit, I'm going with the Pistons as well. They've been playing very well since that Josh Smith trade. Pistons. Yeah, I'll go with the Pistons. Ooh, this one's good. Yes, this one is good. The Thunder and the the Wizards in Washington, and Washington's favored by one and a half. I'm going to go with Washington here. The Thunder, second game of back-to-back, playing on the road. They're shaky. I'm not the biggest fan of them right now. Which, by the, I mean, like they could miss the playoffs, guys. They're, yeah, no, but I don't think it's going to happen. Gonna, they're going to be such I a dangerous think, seven or eight seed. I think that they are on. only three games out of Phoenix. Come on, man. Phoenix, who plays less defense than you do in intramurals. <laughs> I think Oklahoma City. I'm a slips glue in. guy. I play great. Defense. I think Oklahoma City slips into the eight seed, and then you got San Antonio, who's probably going to be below the four spot. It's going to be a really fun Western Conference playoffs. I, think, I got yeah, DC. Again. DC, baby. But I got DC, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with them as well with the Thunder coming off that game. I think Westbrook had a great game last night, but I just think this is going to end up being a Washington win. All right. I'm not sure if Anthony Davis is playing tonight, but um, the Pellies are playing. Uh, the I believe he's listed goal. as probable is the last okay, time I checked. Okay, yeah. So, Pellies. They're favored by seven over Swaggy's Lakers. Um, who you got, Kev? I got the Pellies. I think it's because I think Davis is going to end up playing, and I think they'll probably run him off the floor. You got you got the Pellies as Pellies well. Pellies as well. I'm going to go with Davis and the Lakers. Ed Davis is going to have wow. Ed Davis. That's right. Uh, the Raptors. Ed Davis. <laughs> the Raptors at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are favored by six. Uh, give me give me the Raptors here. And the Raptors. No, give me the Grizzlies. I'm absolutely taking the Grizzlies. Nah, give me, give me Raptors the, need give me the North. Give, give me the, the North. Raptor news. Really? Give me some the Raptor North. news. In man. Memphis, Memphis has a great Give me East, Eastern crowd. Conference over Western East, Conference. East. <laughs> no, Let's go no. East. I'm Tim- gonna, I'll happily take that win from you guys. Timberwolves get nine from the Mavericks in Minnesota. <laughs> That's not going to be. I think they're seven and 33 now. That's absolutely yeah. the Mavs game. <laughs> Mavs, Mavs. Yeah. yeah I think Mavs. we all. Mavs. Blazers at Suns. This. I love the Suns. Right I love now. the Blazers. I think this the Suns are a, going down. I think down, this is down. the game of the night right here. Blazers Suns. I really do. Nah, I, I think it's better. I think it's better than Thunders Wizards. I think it's gonna Thunders Thunder <laughs> Wizards. I, I I think this is gonna be a great game. It's in Phoenix at nine o'clock. They're they're favored in this game by six and a half points over the Blazers. I'm Blazers. sorry. This is gonna be the Blazers. I, the way I got Lil- the Suns play no defense. I got Phoenix winning by more than six. The problem is Aldridge is battling through some injuries. I think it's questionable whether he's gonna play tonight. I'm still gonna take the Blazers. The Suns sorry, Kevin. The Suns give up more points per game than any team in the playoffs in either conference. And Damian Lillard scores, I believe, still has this the most points in the fourth quarter right, of I, anybody in the NBA. Right. The Suns will win this game, but let me clarify. I think I think I do think the Blazers will cover this. I think it's unrealistic to think that the Suns will win by seven, but the Suns are winning this game. Mark my word. All right, dude. Mark my word. Nets at Kings, ten o'clock. We got two more. Um the Kings five and a half point faves. Yeah, D will still out, so I'm going with the Kings. I'm going with the Kings as well. The Nets are in a bad, bad place right Give now. Give me Jarrett Jack. Give me Jarrett Jack. Jarrett Jack wow. will go off for you for thirty for you any given any given day, but I don't think tonight. Give me the Nets that. here. They 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 just beat the Wizards. Uh, yeah, on they won, they whooped the Nizzards. The Wizards. The sorry. Nizzards. The Wizards in Washington, but then they had a home and home, came back, lost to the Wizards. So I think that game in Washington was more of the anomaly. 
Give me the Nets. I I, I think that every once in Listen, a while. Listen, they need to win. Every so. once in a while they can get a win. I think they get a win. And I finally, Rockets, Warriors. This is maybe the game of the night. 10-30 in Golden State. Yeah. They are eight-point favorites. This is the game of the night. And I'm going to take Washington. Not Washington. The Wizards. The Warriors, rather, <laughs> give, to cover. Give me Beard. Give me Beard. Give really? me baby face. Give me the Warriors. They'll, co- they'll, they'll cover that eight-point spread. No. Yeah, they will. No. It's going to be the Warriors, I believe. James Harden might go for 50 The Rockets tonight. might. The Rockets just throw clinkers at you when um, when the, any given day. The Rockets will throw a clinker. The Wizards Pat, don't lose at home. The Wizards are 18-1 and at home. Pat Bev. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying they're covering eight. Yeah, well, they're going to win Pat Bev it. against Steph. Just watch out. All That's right. all I'm saying. All right, Pat James is, Harden, better defense this year. Pat Bev, cute. Not, definitely not going to make a big difference when it comes to Steph Curry. Like, oh. like our friend Dane said, Steph is on another level. I don't know. Pep is one of the best lockdown defenders on the perimeter. All right. Last thoughts, Kev? Well, big big slate of games tonight. I'm excited. I think every team is playing, it felt like. Except for the, it did feel like the that. Spurs aren't playing, and I think the uh, the Nuggets aren't playing. They both there's 13 games, so there's four teams not playing. So, Well, that was only two. So, yeah. Kenny, I'll be in touch as soon as that Suns game ends as they lose. Let me know, man. You, you can come you'll over and watch be, if you want. I got league pass. You'll probably, yeah, be, getting, I, yeah, you'll probably be getting up for work or something when that game ends. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would throw this pen at you, but I like that shirt too much. I don't want to ruin oh, it. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Matt Rosenfeld, Kevin Kelly, Kenny Ducey, thanks for tuning in. Next Wednesday, we will see you later. Thanks again to Dane Carball of the Sporting News. Give all of us a follow on Twitter.